Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know, because I learned the hard way. And now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Greetings, everyone. Uh, Yes, of course, my favorite time of the week. I always say that. Now it's more time of the month since I only do these first and third Tuesdays. So welcome, everybody. Linda Talaferro, Being Brown at Work Live. And some of you that joined us a couple weeks ago recognize this beautiful young woman here, my guest. But for those of you who are new, let me introduce you to Ashwina Balasubramanian, who is the general manager, advanced engineering at Harley-Davidson. In this role, Ashwina leads all aspects of advanced engineering, including test and reliability, engineering, core engineering, and innovation teams. She is also responsible for delivering motorcycle leading innovation and technology roadmaps across the motorcycle portfolio. Over her career, Ashwini has had extensive experience in leadership, leading global engineering and sales and marketing teams. She's most recently served as the Global Director for Market Intelligence Strategy at Martin Raya International. Prior to that, she served as the Engineering Manager for ZF North America, where I am in today, what we share commonly, and a Vehicle Development and Technology Team Leader for Toyota. She's also MVH Engineer at Bosch. Ashwini holds a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering from India and a Master's of Science in Mechanical Engineering from the University of Michigan, another thing we have in common. Go blue. She's also Certified Sustainability Excellence Associate. Automotive News named her a rising star in 2019. She holds a patent on headliners and vehicles with improved speech transmission characteristics. I read that twice last time, and I'm going to read it twice again today because (laughs) I need all of you to know that this fabulous woman holds a patent on headliners and vehicles with improved speech transmission characteristics. Ashwini serves on the advisory board for the Center of Automotive Diversity, Inclusion, and Advancement, which some of you know as Cadia, and is the president of the Automotive Women's Alliance Foundation, AWAF, another thing we have in common. She is very passionate about DEI and is committed to supporting women reach their professional and personal goals. She was recently recognized by Kadia with the Power of One Award for her perseverance in DEI space. Welcome back, Ashwini. So good to oh, see thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. It's a pleasure. And I think I, I actually went back and listened to our conversation. It felt so much like we had, we did have a lot of fun, but I could kind of replay and recount the fun we had on the conversation. So I'm very much looking forward to our chat today. 
Oh, thank you. And I agree with you. It was so much fun. It was inspiring, motivational, impactful, such that as we talked, that 30 minutes just flew by. Correct. And what was also awesome, Ashwini, and I know I shared this with you before we went live, is the amount of feedback messages I got from various women who caught it on the replay and talked about how much what you said with them really resonated. Your gems, like self-doubt can't be seen. And when you shared about covering where you thought, oh, I'm not going to talk about the kids or having to leave early. And then when you did, you realized the guys then kind of dropped their covering and was comfortable sharing. So there were so many gold nuggets that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. And we have Veronica that's on here. She says she thoroughly enjoyed part one and couldn't wait for part two. So Veronica is joining us. Welcome, Veronica. She's on YouTube. And joining us live. So that's fabulous. So, so Ashwini, what I wanted to really do in this second part is, you know, yeah, maybe revisit a little bit of what we talked about a couple of weeks ago around the self-doubt and, you know, how some of that entered into the space for you originally. But then I'd really like to shift and talk about what tools and methodologies did you use as you were going through? I mentioned being at Bosch and Toyota at ZF, and now you're in at Harley Davidson, you know, male dominated industry companies and positions because you're in a technical space, engineering, you know, so how maybe some of the methodologies and tools you implemented that really made you comfortable enough to exercise your voice. So sure. if we could just take a little bit of a of a, a rearview mirror look, share again with the audience where that self-doubt came from and why was it holding you back a little bit? I, I think the self-doubt probably came from a point of, you know, the fear of failure, a fear of, mm. fear of rejection, right? Um, the yes. fear of being um, perceived as being dumb or not being intelligent enough and that actually affecting future prospective positions. Yes. So I think... You know, I had to like be my own coach, be my own advocate to kind of talk to myself and say, you've got to let go of the fear of failure. Like if you worry wow. about the future, which you have no control over, by the way. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. All you can control is how you're behaving today in this moment. So let's take full control. Let's seize the moment. Let's full take full control of this moment and be fully present. And not worry about what happens in the future. Let's be right. ourselves, bring our full selves right to this moment now. right now. Yes. I think yes. that really helped. Um, I think the second part of it I, I want to share is, it's going to sound silly, but I do practice power posing. I love it. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure um, that a lot of your viewers have heard and listened to Amy Cuddy's talk on power posing. Oh. He's done a lot of research around how anywhere in the world, whether you are, um, you know, uh, in Africa, whether you're in America or in India, in Asia, anywhere in the world, people have a very similar body language when they have encounters with victory, right? So it's always, oh. you know, your hand goes up. It doesn't matter what your culture is, your motion, the body motion is always the same. Okay. So her reverse theory is if you trick your body and you do the power posing first, Maybe you can train your mind into saying, I am going to have a successful meeting. I'm going to be good at this. Whoa. Um, so I've actually, I actually have practiced that before big presentations, before meetings. And it has actually really helped me, right? So I would highly wow. recommend 
trying that and viewing uh, Amy Curry's talk on power posing. Um, it's super helpful and it's quick and it's practical. Um, it's not hard to do. You just need to find a bathroom or close the door to your office and practice it. Practice. <laughs> you know, I'm so glad you could, that, honestly, it's new for me. I've not heard that. So yeah. I'm definitely going to research and listen to her and, 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 um, probably start implementing that myself. I mean, yeah. I, I have not heard about power posing. I love that. Yeah. I love and then that. the third thing that's actually helped is the power of allies in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. yes. So I, in the first part, we talked about how I tried to fit in and I, you know, I was yep. always comfortable around men and men always, you know, most of the men I've worked with have made me feel safe mm-hmm. and wanted in the workplace. Right. So I have tried to utilize those friendships Yes. to help me become better and become more confident, right? So I would build friendships at the workplace. And I have actually given permission to my male colleagues and said, if I didn't do something well, whether it was a presentation or explaining a data set, please come to me and tell me I sucked at it so I can be better the next time. Mm. You have that permission. If you truly value my friendship, I think we we should be able to do that to each other, right? Yes. Um, we, women usually are great at lifting each other up, right? Like we'll say, you go girl, you got yes, this. Exactly. We're good at that. But we don't give each other raw, unfiltered feedback. We don't we do, do that not. enough. You no, know? We don't. So I think one, as women, we should give that to each other in the quest to make each other better. And I think if you are working in a male-dominated industry, it is okay. And it's important to actually explicitly give your male colleagues that permission because they have that hesitation to not go into yes. that zone with you. Right? Yes. Yes. So those three things I think have been really, really game changing for me. So one is quietening your own voice. Yes. In the, in, um, inside in your head. Yes. Yeah, coaching yourself, yeah. being your own advocate. Yeah. And then using power posing, like I said, it's simple, might be silly, but it actually works. So try it. Um, And third is building that allyship at work, right? And using the allyship to make yourself show up better. And they actually also can be helpful in reinforcing what you're saying, right? Once you have that kind of relationship, I've seen men actually say, Ashni, that's really a good point, right? Mm -hmm, And then you mm -hmm. can tell the whole perception and the mood in the room changes. There's a lot of power to that. Oh, there's huge amount of power. And I just want to talk about, uh, you know, the two things you mentioned, because I'm new to posing. So I'm going to get to that. But the first one, um, you know, our own voice, what we tell ourselves, we, we, we are, we can be our own, our own worst enemy for sure. Right. And I, you mentioned fear of failure. I, you may have heard this before. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Right. I mean, it it is, it is literally false. You, you concrete, you, and mistakes are just that mistakes. I mean, that you learn from them, you grow from them. So I'm so glad you talked about fear of failure because that's so real for us, especially as women. Because as you said, especially because we don't want to be thought of as dumb, right? And so then we start telling ourselves a lot of things, which then quiets us, slows us down from engaging, responding, being part of the conversation. The last thing that you mentioned, I can connect with and and totally agree. I call them um, accountability partners, right? So I have had powerful ones in my career, mostly men, mostly men, and they have been awesome. And exactly as you said, they will then be the supporters in the room. So I often tell my clients that I work with relationships are everything. Yeah, everything. But, you know, here's the thing that you mentioned that I really 
I totally agree with you, first of all, but I struggle with, and I'm trying to figure out how we shift it. Why is it as women, we will not give give each other raw, unadulterated feedback? Why is it that we struggle with that as women? There's more of a, at least from what I've experienced, unfortunately, is I've seen some women move through their careers up sideways, more, you know, exposure, and they forget to reach back across, yes. you know, and truly mentor, truly support. What do you, I mean, in your, in your career, have you been able to pinpoint what that's about? I, I think that, like, I always try to, and I truly believe this, I always believe people have positive intent. Right. Yes, that I agree with most you. Most of the people that you. we deal with are not malicious. They're not vicious. They have yes. positive intent. Right. But I feel like sometimes women, mostly in our industries, are blazing the trails that have never been blazed before. And sure. they're fighting their own battles at each level. Mm. And when you get caught up in fighting your own battles, it's hard for you to pause and think about. <sighs> I'm actually not just fighting my own battle. I'm fighting on behalf of the thousands of invisible women that are going to come after me. Right. So I think if you remind yourself of that, right, I think you can actually draw courage from that, that you're not alone. You're not doing this yourself. You're actually doing this for a lot of other people. And nobody said it would be easy. Right. It, It is going to be hard when you're blazing trails, when you're the only person in the room, when you are a minority, it, it is going to be hard. But just the reason that you are doing this, so you are paving the way for so mm. many other women that are coming after you, yes. should be enough of a motivator to keep plowing through, right? Break those walls down, you know, uh, and help other women break those walls down as well. You know, uh, be totally that woman that is, um, you know, showcasing the highlight of other people's careers, whether it's on LinkedIn, at work, feel yes. proud on behalf of other women. When a woman yes. wins... It's a win for all of us. All of us, yes. You know, it's a win for all of us. So I think the stereotype of women being catty, women not getting along with each other, I don't trust that and I have not seen that. Yeah. But I think we women are have been coached from a young age to be polite, to be nice to each other, to be respectful to each other, that we feel like if we're going to give somebody raw, unfiltered feedback, we're actually bringing them down. Down, yes, yes. But I think you're actually doing quite the opposite. You're losing an opportunity to actually help that person lift themselves up. Absolutely. I so agree with you, Ashwini. And I know when I mentor women and and when I, in my coaching business career, because I'm I'm one of those career coaches, I'm kind of in your face as a mentor too. I'm kind I'm challenging you. I'm in your face. I'm giving you that feedback because I truly believe that not to do so is a disjustice to you. Right. I mean, it's not, you know, I, 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 for me, it's so important to see you win, to see you be successful, because exactly what you said, the more of us that are, the more that then become right. And then these seats that we all try to fill easily get automatically filled with more women because of you reaching out and strengthening that person, giving that feedback, making sure this person gets it and those types of things. So it is extremely powerful, but I love what you say because I do agree. And I'm glad because I hadn't thought about that 
to be frank with you, we are taught to be good little girls, right? That's right. You know, that's right. Good little girls. You play with the dolls. You do that. You know, you just be nice. You say thank you. You know, all those kind of things. Correct. And that doesn't connect with giving feedback that may initially land with someone. Whoa, that was kind of like a little bit. Let me digest it for a minute. Because it's constructive, right? But it Correct. takes a minute for people Correct. to process. Correct. And so when it's given by another woman, it's it can be it can be found as odd. And that's why I always say who we are personally is who we are professionally. And if we understand these connections Correct. from how Correct. we were raised and through, it can make a transformative difference Correct. in our Correct. Correct. Oh my gosh. No doubt. Absolutely no doubt. love it. No Absolutely doubt. love it. You know, just this past two weeks, I think there was a meeting where I was in and we were talking about, um, you know, I think it was a topic about um, some sort of project um, that I, I'm not close to the details, but okay. I had a question that I wanted to pose because it came from a different perspective, right? I could Got tell it. that I had this outsider's perspective and I want to bring it to the table. But the way I started the dialogue, I said, well, you know, I'm not, I know I'm not close to the topic, but, you know, I still want to voice my opinion and share my perspective. After the meeting was done, a peer of mine, an ally of mine came to me and said, why do you do that? Why did you profess the topic by saying you're not close to the project, so this might be misinformed? You didn't need to do that. You had a very valid point that you wanted to make. Wow. You should just come out and say it because the minute you put that disclaimer and front, people have already made an opinion that you're whatever you're saying is an opinion and it's not worth listening to. Wow. (laughs) You know? So I, I, like I said, you know, we're all working. So that now I catch myself every time we're in a meeting, I don't, you know, I don't uh, preface some conversation with like, I might not have all the information. Mm -hmm. I just say, based on what I know, this is what I think. Right. So then it's basically a fact and an informed message that I want to share with everybody else. So sometimes you don't realize that you're doing mm. that, right? And women have this tendency to apologize for everything. Mm. Oh my you know? gosh. That's another big pet peeve. That's another. Like, you know, would say, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Late. Sorry, you had to wait for me. And I, I think I think it was at ZF, we had one of those lunch and learns, and we watched this video about how to not apologize, right? Turn it into um, like, thank you for waiting for me. Mm-hmm. I got caught in another meeting. I I I don't get me caught up. I'll get caught up later. Keep going with the meeting, right? Yes, so it's yes. like don't try to apologize when it's not necessary, right? Yes. But oh, we have it. that tendency, though. Oh, we do. Oh, we do. And I thought I've had to train myself to stop Correct. apologizing. Correct. And even when I do it now, oh, so if I'm typing something like, no, Lindy, what are you sorry about? You're not. So, but, you know, there's no <laughs> need to apologize. <laughs> missed this point now I'm caught up or you know just joined just joined the team's meeting hey keep going what you just said I'll get caught up or ask questions later but yeah we we do that as women we we find this need to apologize all the time yeah and when I mentor other women within the organization or outside of my organization I always tell them that I will be extremely truthful with you Mm. I will be upfront with you I'm not going to beat around the bush I'm going to tell you maybe what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. Yes. Right. And yes. if that's okay, 
we'll continue the mentoring relationship. Right. Otherwise, I'm not the right mentor. But if this doesn't work for you, yes. Right? I do the same thing too. I'm like, right. if my directness, if my honesty, you know, is it, it, it might be a little too much for you, I completely understand that. Yeah, you know, it's because it, it, not everybody can handle it. So, but uh, it's correct. absolutely correct, Ashwini. I mean, those, those are very powerful. Those three things that you mentioned in the beginning to help the, some of our viewers and listeners uh, with their self-doubt, it, it was powerful. I'm serious. The power of posing, I got to look into that for <laughs> sure. For sure. So, you know, if we go now and see, oh my gosh. See, Ashwini, every time we talk, last time, it's like 30 minutes gone. It's already like only 10 minutes left. It's just so crazy. <laughs> it's the craziest thing, but I just love it because this is such a wonderful topic and conversation. And, and, and again, you're giving us such, such, such wonderful jewels. So as we shift it towards uh, the end of this session around finding your voice when you're the only, you know, how do you do that? I mean, what is it that you found, Ashwini, in your career so far today that allowed you to not just physically be in the room, you know what I'm saying? Correct. But really Correct. being in the room and everybody knows you're there. Correct. Right? Correct. Can you offer some, some tools, some methodologies, some tricks to, yeah. to actually yeah. doing that? And if I could add doing it as your authentic self, such that you're comfortable, because you know, this fake it till you make it kind of thing is not, it's not sustainable, right? No. Or or, fought, or doing some other things that somebody else does when it really doesn't, it's not part of who you are. So Correct. if you can add that piece, yeah. I would love that. So I'm going to share two things. One is going to sound um, kind of childish, but it works for me, right? Mm -hmm. So if, mm -hmm. say, we're in a town hall, okay. um, and usually you'll see, it, it doesn't matter which company, all the companies I've worked for, whenever there's a town hall meeting or an all-people meeting, the first row never gets filled. Very true. Never. Right? Never does. And if I'm in the town hall meeting, I will always sit in the first row. Mm. Even if I'm an only. If, even if I'm wow. the only. So first off, I am only five feet tall. So if I sit somewhere else, nobody can see <laughs> me. <laughs> I will get drowned. And second of all, it's me conquering my own fear and breaking that, ah. you know, um, wall around. Why shouldn't I sit in the front row? Wow, Why yes. are people afraid of sitting in the front row? And I want to make eye contact with the person that's delivering the message. And mm. I'm like you said, I'm not going to fake a question because I want to make my presence felt. Right, I'm right, right. The question genuinely, if I do have something to clarify or if I have something to add, but I find that just overcoming that barrier of not trying to hide in the crowd, not get lost yes, in the crowd, yes, yes, yes. put yourself right up there in the front, actually gives you the courage to ask the questions, make eye contact with the person that's delivering the message. I love right? that. So I, like I said, it's it might sound childish, but it works for me. You know, mm. that it helps me feel like I'm breaking down one more barrier for myself. Exactly, exactly, um, exactly. The other thing that usually works for me as well as if I'm in a meeting, right, I always try to remind myself, even if I'm in a meeting with my CEO, my SVP, whoever I'm in the meeting with, whoever, uh -huh. I always tell myself, I'm going to drop the title behind all of these people. There we go. I don't want to know or even remember what their titles are. They are another colleague of mine. We all have That's one right. goal in mind. 
Yeah, we want to make make the best product for our customer. Yes. Right. Yes. We want to delight our customer. We want to make those products that absolutely delight our customers. Yeah. That's our common ground, right? So it doesn't matter who's in the room with you. You have to remind yourself that you are there with your own unique perspective. Mm. Nobody has your mind, mm. right? Nobody has your mind. And you should be able to share things and thoughts and ideas that make that product better because you have that common ground with everybody else in the room. Because once I started doing that, Linda, I felt like I became more courageous of voicing my opinion. It didn't matter whether the CEO was in the room, the SVP was in the room and it was not fake, right? It was something that was authentic. That was me. And that was my own idea. And sometimes, you know, people would say, I don't think we should and that's totally fine, right? Oh, sure, sure. That's totally fine. But you know that you did your best part. Exactly. Like I said before, you can't control the outcome, yeah. but you can control your action. Exactly. You can control your effort, right? Yes. So those Absolutely. are the two things that have ha- actually been very helpful for me is to kind of drop the title of, with, of the people that are in the room with me, right? I and that. even with the people that report up through me, I don't think of it that way at all. Um, because I think when multiple minds come together, diverse minds come together, yeah. magic really happens. It if you let does. it happen, it will happen. Yes. So you really have to break down that wall for others as well, right? Mm, and so I you have that. the permission to talk. You have the permission to say your opinion. And if there are other women in the room, you will notice that sometimes they get talked over, they get interrupted. Uh-huh. And I have come to the point where I've learned that it's actually easier when you're speaking up for somebody else. It doesn't feel that self-serving, right? Yeah, so it's yes, actually easier yes. when you're speaking up for somebody else and say, hey, let's fi- have her finish the thought and then we can come back to your topic here, right? And I yeah. find that doing things like that overall sends a message across the organization that you're not a pushover, Right. If you have a thought to convey, you will convey it with conviction, right? Um, And you're not just there to warm the seat and make it look like you're participating for the sake of participating. You want to be a valued contributor to the discussion. Absolutely. Actually, oh my gosh, it was everything there. I, I just, it's so powerful everything you just said, but most importantly, I mean, and I'm glad you gave the examples because it may not work for everyone. You've got to do these things authentically. I've often said, I mean, to me, titles are just for business cards. And what do most people do with business cards anyway? When you hand them, they rarely keep them. They get tossed or whatever, stack up, get lost in a purse or a car or a wallet. You know, to me, titles are business cards. We, To your point, we all have the same mission, or as I say, our badges all look the same because there's no title on a badge that Correct. you want, right? It's just your Correct. name and the, and the logo, that the company so that true. you, yes. yeah, yes. you know, so the badges yeah. are the same. And if you come in there with that mentality, then you're absolutely right. It does give you a level of cur- courageousness. And I have found, frankly, when I'm in those rooms and doing exactly what you said, it's received, Right. And, and I've also found that given my role or given even my presence, it's somewhat expected. You Correct. know, I Correct. mean, they're looking to you. Correct. They're looking to Ashwini as the expert or the leader in this, you know, advanced engineering field 
they're looking to you. They're, it'd be surprising if you didn't have, you right. know, input. Right. And I've often, you mentioned um, town hall and rooms. I can remember uh, back in the day when I was at, uh, I think it was Hayes Lemmert, yeah, it, that I had someone on my team, phenomenal. She was so strong. She Every time she came in a conference room, she sat against the wall, mostly farther away, mm-hmm. never at the table. And barely had anything to say. And I remember saying, I said, Tracy, a couple of times when you come in, why don't you sit at the table? (laughs) You know, why don't you sit? If you're more comfortable, sit next to me. One thing I always do, I always sit at the head of the table. I sit at the head of the table. I don't care who else is in the room. I do. I come in, plant myself at the head of the table because I can see the entire room. And the entire room can see me. <laughs> and I, I you know, it. I'm not turning, trying it. to look around people. But I remember having her, getting her to the table. And at, the more she did that, I could tell the more, you could even see her body language kind of opened up a little more, right? right. And right. then she would make a couple comments and then people would refer to her, ask questions. After what that shell just kind of broke away. So I I like your idea of positioning in the room. I think it's everything, right? It it to your point, it not only helps you, but it does drive attention and it communicates to the audience, you know, Correct. or the people in the room that hey, I'm here. You as well that you are not afraid to claim your spot. Yes, exactly. Right? Exactly. You're not afraid to claim that. Um, because Not if you afraid. don't do it for yourself and you wait for that sponsor, that advocate to look, you might be waiting a very long you time. Could, you could be waiting <laughs> an extremely long time. Right. And right. let me tell you, you know, at supporters, sponsors, I should be more specific, usually you don't, you don't know who they are and they rise up Correct. from watching you, seeing, hearing about you. Correct. Right? So that's Correct. even more the reason. Correct. For you to do this Correct. for yourself. Because Correct. then when that door opens and there's an expat assignment, or in my case, when I wanted to go to Ross for business school and they, you know, had a spot paid for it, right? That was out of him seeing me in, you know, in action and then hearing about me, right? Well, of course, we'll, you know, pay for you to go to Ross. So it's everything you're saying is just so important, Ashwini. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll add this and then I'd like for you to have the closing comment. Wouldn't you say that if things that we've shared during this conversation is a struggle for any of the people that that's listening, and we just had a, a LinkedIn person who uh, says this is excellent, if they're, if they're thinking, you know what, I hear what they're saying, but man, you know, I, I don't know if I can do this. It's so important to have a community. You mentioned, um, you know, having the support and, and giving people the approval to say, hey, you know what, you didn't do that so well. But I think it's also important to establish a, a level of community for one oneself. You mentioned how powerful women's resource group was was for you Correct. at one point Correct. in time, right? Share a little bit about that and then you also can have the closing comments sure, on this sure. fabulous part <laughs> two. Yeah. So when I worked at ZF, I had just come back from my second maternity leave. My son was a preemie, so I came mm. back really early, and I remember feeling emotionally and physically exhausted, right? Mm. Um, and the resource group started from a point of selfish motive, like trying to find my tribe, find my support system. Yes. But eventually, as it started to grow, it filled my emotional bucket. Like, I didn't even know I had an emotional bucket that wow. needed filling, right? So it filled my emotional mm. bucket in a way that 
I feel like I can never let go of this, right? Mm -hmm. Working with other women, working for other women, I can never let go of this. Um, And I I always say, you know, trailblazing is never easy, but it can be easier if you have your tribe cheering for you, supporting you, helping you get there, and they become your safety net as well. Uh, One of my favorite quotes, and I'll leave your viewers with this, is Nelson Mandela said this, right? He said, it always feels impossible until it actually is done, right? It feels impossible. But once it's done, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I guess we could do that, right? And yes. you know, even going to the moon, I think, must have sounded like a crazy, crazy idea till Milan until- stepped on yes. moon, you know? Yes. So, exactly. so what I'm trying to say is if it feels impossible, it feels unsurmountable, know that you're blazing trails, not just for you, but for everybody that's coming after you. There are a lot of ways to find your tribe. You know, there are organizations outside like AWAL. AWA, yes. Right? SWE, Society of Women Engineers, ADIA, Inforum, where women are thriving because they are supporting each other. So if you don't have that at work, go find it outside. These organizations can also give you the place to go test and learn new skills without fear of failure and without fear Mm. of judgment. Right. So if you don't want to do it in the scrutiny of your workplace, go use these organizations to build those skill sets. Right. Build those muscles so you can actually take that back to work and become that asset that becomes the obvious choice for that next leadership position. Boom. And with that last (laughs) wonderful statement, because everybody listening is going to become that asset. Yes. That next leadership position. Ashwini, oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for spending the time at being Brown at Work Live this month. It was just, I I don't know that I have words. I I mean, I know it's resonating. I know it's going to be transformative. And it's just just so necessary. As we even just talked in this session, this kind of conversation, dialogue, sharing uh, happen. If you're catching this live or on the replay, Ashwini is phenomenal. I'm sure you reach out to her on LinkedIn, you go to an AWAF event, meet her in person. I'm sure she would have no problem, you know, maybe answering a question or connecting with you. Who knows? She might even become your tribe or your, <laughs> uh, a part of your tribe or your mentor. Uh, but please, and, and the same with me, you guys know, reach out to me anytime. Ashwini, it was an honor a pleasure. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you, Linda. It's it's an honor that you thought this was a good idea. I had so much fun. Um, and like I said, you know, for me, I'm a single child. I don't have siblings. So my tribe is either. family, you know. Right. So yeah. um, I, I never say no to pulling more people into my tribe. Um, you yeah. know, I feel like my tribe's my family. So anytime, Wonderful. you know, people need help, I'm always, always open to helping. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful to hear. And we have another thing in common. I'm an only child too. So (laughs) yes, 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 yes. Well, again, thanks so much for joining us as Winnie and to everybody else until next time. Take care. Thank you, Linda. Thanks everybody. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence in the resources section of this episode.